The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi guys, Dr. Gretchen here, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis certified specialist. Today, I want to review four things that you should absolutely avoid doing if you have MS and you're exercising. Thanks for tuning in today. There's so many things that you can do at home to help you manage your MS symptoms and champion your life with MS. These four things that you should avoid are really easy things that you can start doing right now to start getting more out of your exercise routine. Number one is avoid exercising seven days a week. Now, if you don't exercise seven days a week currently, that's great. Please don't feel like you should be exercising seven days a week. But if you are exercising seven days a week, you definitely want to stop doing that right away. Our bodies need space and time and rest in order to grow. Research shows that our muscles grow and we gain muscle and tone and neural pathways when we are resting. It's important to exercise, but if you don't give your body that rest, it won't grow as much as it should. Research shows that when you have MS, it is best to exercise five to six days a week, but not seven. The number two thing you should avoid if you are exercising with MS is to stop exercising to the point of fatigue. If every time you exercise, you are pushing yourself to the point where you are fatigued, you are training your brain that exercise means fatigue. For example, let's say you want to improve your walking. So you practice walking, maybe with a mobility aid or maybe without. Practicing walking is a great thing to do. But if every time you practice, you're walking to the point where you start having foot drop or you're really fatigued, you are training your brain that walking means fatigue. And every time you walk, the fatigue is going to kick in because your brain thinks that's what you want it to do. Your brain associates walking with fatigue. So in order to train your brain to walk and exercise without fatigue, you need to stop before the point of fatigue. And by stop, I simply just mean rest. Your rest can be five seconds long or 30 seconds or a minute or five minutes, whatever you feel you need to take a break and then stand up and continue on. This is especially true if you are someone who is working on improving your endurance with something, but you simply can't because of your fatigue. For example, if you want to walk further distances, 
or if you want to be able to stand up more often without plopping down or having poor quality. The reason you might not be doing well with endurance or doing more of those activities is because you're pushing yourself to the point of fatigue. So stop before fatigue, rest, and then continue on and do more, and then stop before you fatigue, then continue on. The third thing you should avoid doing immediately if you're exercising with MS is avoid exercising with poor quality. Sometimes we get in this mindset of some exercise is better than no exercise, so I'm just going to do what I can even if it's poor quality. However, there is some harm in exercising with poor quality. Here's why. Hopefully you know this already because I talk about this frequently, but neuroplasticity is the ability of our brain to either find brand new neural pathways from our brain all the way down to any muscle, our hip flexors, our knee flexors or extensors, our ankle. Literally every muscle in our body has a neural pathway that stems from the brain and through the spinal cord and down to that muscle. So if you have weakness in that muscle group, that means that when you have MS, it might be due to your neural pathway not working at all. So neuroplasticity is the ability of your brain to find a new neural pathway, a new way to get from point A to point B. Or if you have MS and you can move that muscle, but it's really hard and heavy and it's not working as well as it used to, it's not moving as much as the other side. What that means is that you do have a neural pathway that's working, but the neural pathway is weak. So neuroplasticity is also the ability to strengthen the neural pathway that is working, is just weak. So to recap, neuroplasticity does two things. Number one, it can find a brand new neural pathway. And number two, it strengthens neural pathways that already exist, they're just weaker. However, and this is really, really important, the way that your brain and body knows which neural pathways to strengthen or which new neural pathways to find is by whichever movements you are physically repeating over and over and over again. So if you are practicing a movement with poor quality over and over and over again, your brain thinks that's right. Our brain thinks that whatever we're doing more of is correct and it's going to create and strengthen neural pathways for those movements that you're doing over and over again. So if you have poor quality and you keep doing that over and over again, you are running the risk of creating poor neural pathways. And the danger in that when you're using it to strengthen your leg muscles is that if you have poor quality and maybe your knees going out or your foot's coming in, that can sometimes result in falls and making you trip. So number three thing to avoid is exercising with poor quality. Try your best to have your best quality. The fourth and final thing that you should avoid if you have MS and are exercising is only doing traditional exercises. And this is especially important if you are someone that has goals of improving a specific function. If you are looking to improve a function, which is just a fancy word for any day-to-day -day activity like walking, climbing your stairs, getting in and out of a car, standing up from the floor, sitting down without plopping, things like this. If you're looking to improve a function, you must do functional exercise. 
There is so much research in the MS community showing that if you're looking to improve a function, you have to do functional exercise. Traditional exercises are things that you might do at the gym or at a traditional orthopedic physical therapy office or with a personal trainer. It focuses on general strengthening, general flexibility, general balance, but not strength for a specific movement or balance for a specific movement. So number four of things to avoid is only doing traditional exercises. You need to include functional exercise. I hope you found those four things to avoid helpful, and I hope it's something that you can implement right now into your exercise routine so that you get more out of it and that you are training your brain to do the things that you want to do. If you're looking for more information on MS-specific exercises, I have a free five-day MS Strength Challenge. This is a really great challenge where you get one lesson for five days in a row. We review things like neuroplasticity, functional exercise, exercises to help with walking, and how to stay on track and consistent with your exercises. Because as we all know, if you don't stay consistent, you won't get results. So it's really important to have some strategies and tools up your sleeve to help you out. If you're interested in participating in my free five-day MS strength program, check out the caption below and I will include a link for you to sign up. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.